Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. You know, I just heard the most tragic story yet. About the Airds, it's classic. It's it's pretty upsetting. Uncle Milt just told me right now that uh the fine folks out of Brent Ridge, they won seats to the Heritage Classic from Ford. And Rich and Bud went to the game, and Milt had to stay at the uh, plant and continue to work that day and that Saturday. That That is that's heartbreaking. Wow. All right. Rich, you wouldn't do that, would you? Let's, uh, just before we bring aboard Reed Wilkins, uh, we've got Reed Wilkins and Cam Moon coming up in the final half hour of the show. Bob Stoffer with your Royal Pizza Pizza Pass and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offering curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Um, Greta Bar Trivia, winners now trivia, just, uh, banging off at 125 every day on Oilers now. The question, which Oilers defenseman had a goal and two assists in the Heritage Classic? The correct answer, Brandon Escott. Steve Steos, and congratulations to Steve B., who knew the answer to that one. All right, uh, we're going to bring aboard Reed Wilkins, who was 14 uh, when the Heritage Classic was played back in 2003. Is that right, Reed? That, that is completely incorrect, Bob. I was oh. 29. You're 29. Was, how, how, how young do you think I am? I was already like in my early 20s when we met. How could I have gotten younger from, from the late 90s to 2003? Though? For the I'm listener, flattered, though. I'm flattered. For the listeners that are uh, unaware of this, uh, many moons ago, uh, Mr. Wilkins used to op uh, my Golden Bears games on CJSR. Uh, which were the highlight to everybody's night over at CJSR, that's for sure, because we were so often uh, philosophically aligned with the rest of the radio station at that time. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, what, when did we meet? 98 or 99, something like that, right? Uh, it would have been the fall of 98, because it was the 98-99 season. Uh, yeah, I opted some games, and I did uh, some intermission. I, I even did play-by-play for a game you missed. I don't know if you remember that. You missed a Calgary uh alberta game and i got to do play-by-play for one game and then you and i drove back from nationals in saskatoon like overnight but i think you you slept most of the way which i which didn't bother me because we were driving like well i think we left around midnight got back at five in the morning or something like that as as i recall the players had invited uh us to go back in the team bus and celebrate them uh with them and quentin taylor who uh, was with our group, he he decided to party with the boys in the bus, and you and me made a beeline home because we were the more responsible ones. Well, and I had to get my car back. I mean, well, that, <laughs> I that, gonna... that might have been the reason that, why. That also was, was uh, practical. Hey, so Bob, I, I got to tell you something. Oh, I, didn't ha- I didn't have a car that was good enough at that time back in 98, 99 to actually. Oh, yeah, all th- that's right. All three of us drove. That's right. We drove down together to Saskatoon. and then Right, uh, yeah. I, I can remember if you guys went with the team. Yeah, do, you, do, you we... do you recall who got a hat trick uh, for the Golden Bears in the 98, 99 National Championship game? Uh, was it Thompson? No, it was uh, Cam Daniluk. Oh, he was a rugged player. He could absolutely drill guys too. He might have. He was 
he was a great body checker as well. He was a force out there. He played on the 91 Spokane Chiefs, who won the Memorial Cup, and played the American Hockey League before playing at the U of A. He was a decent pro prospect at one time. Yeah, that was a great tournament. I believe, uh, so that was the year it was still the two divisions of three. Yeah. And if Saskatoon would have won Saturday night over Moncton, it would have been Alberta and Saskatchewan in the final. They lost to Moncton, which was a couple years removed from having their their program basically got the Canadian version of the death penalty, did it not? Because of a, was it a brawl or something like that in 96 or 97? They assaulted, they assaulted an official in the... Right. And it right. was like national news at that time. Uh, I, I remember the one of the Moncton players ended up being a motivational speaker, and the last University Cup that I was at in 08, Moncton hosted, and he's doing the speech about the 99 team. And we pulled off this upset, and we beat Saskatchewan, and there were 10,000. Our whole team was pumped up. And then he goes, and then we played Alberta the next day, and they pumped us 6-2, and it wasn't even close. <laughs> no, Alberta was dominant. Yeah, yeah, Moncton played the evening game and then the afternoon game, though I don't know if that. And I believe in that tournament, Bob, I can't remember if it was in the final or it was in the um, one of the pool games. What was Thompson's first name? It wasn't Ben. Um, Mike Thompson. Yes, Mike Thompson. I believe he got a, a goal two men short. I think the Bears were down five on three, and he yes. got a breakaway and scored two men short. Because I remember the puck got caught up between the back bar of the net and the mesh and kind of hung there after he scored. I, I think that might have been in one of the pool games, though. I don't know if it was in the championship game. But he, he was uh, awesome. He wasn't very big. I mean, he was probably, what, five, six or so. But he was, he was a really skilled player as well. You know, that, was, uh, that was a fun year. Uh, UQTR two years in a row, Three Rivers, uh, who Alberta beat 9-1 in 1992. Three Rivers had beaten Alberta 7-2 in 91, and they were very uh, verbal with the Golden Bears after beating them 7-2. They were outshot 41-19 in that game. Alberta's never lost to them since. I believe their goalie on that team uh, when you and me were in Saskatoon that year was Sylvan Rodrigue, who was the Oilers' uh, goaltender. Uh, this is a coach uh, with Dustin Schwartz. He's one of the two goalie coaches in the organization. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I and, remember watching them because they were supposed to do well also, and they, I think, lost both their games. They lost opening. Day. By the way, Reed, I can't believe you've never, you know, all those years we worked together, you never got me Nick Saban. Nope. You, ne- you never got me Derek Henry. <laughs> And you never got me Bono. It's really disappointing that you couldn't get me those three guys. <laughs> I I did once make a, uh, a brief Hail Mary for Nick Saban that didn't develop, so we got Eli Gold uh, a couple guy. times instead. And I guy. know you still have yeah, he's, he's He's awesome. But, hey, well, the guy that we were trying to get for several years got fired a few weeks ago, Dimitrov. From the Falcons, yes. right? Remember, we kept trying to get him on the show. There was, a, there was one time, Bob, we were on the verge of getting a time with the Falcons. I know. And then they, they pulled out like the, the day before because so something, do you wanna, something do you, happened. Do you want to explain to the listeners why we wanted to get Thomas Dimitrov on the show? Uh, well, I have to remember a little bit now. He, oh God, he played with Taylor Hall's dad. No, the- he he was the water boy when Thomas and old school CFL guys will remember that Thomas Dimitrov Senior coached uh, in the in the Canadian Football League, but he also coached at Guelph. So he coached Steve Hall at Guelph, and Thomas Dimitrov Junior was the water boy for the Guelph Griffins team. So I happened to be having a seven up one day with Steve Hall on, on one of the father's trips. He's like, "Yeah, we're watching the Falcons on Monday night," and he's like, "Yeah, that's my old water boy." I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, Tom." 
Thomas Dimitrov Jr. was the water boy for us. Like, well, I'm like, I got to get him on the show. You know, like that's got to be a guy you got to get. Plus, he grew up in Canada, so I figured we had a chance to get him that way. So Yeah, no, the Falcons were open to it. I mean, sometimes those teams, they get a, a request from – you know, out of market or out of league, you know, if you don't have a, a, a city, <laughs> yes. but, but it, not always. I mean, you know, we've had, um, you know, I had Paul Molitor on my show about a month ago. I went through the, the twins alumni and they were like, yeah, no, or nope, no problem. So that, that was cool. But sometimes you don't even get a reply. If, if you're not, if the city you live in isn't in the league, whatever league you're inquiring about, they, they won't even, uh, they won't even reply. Reed, we got a guy this year that we'd never had on the show. I never have had, uh, well, we used to get Dale Talon on when he was uh, running the Chicago Blackhawks, but we never had Stan Bowman on all these years until this year before the Oilers played the Hawks in the uh, play-in series. Hey, uh, so how are you keeping yourself busy here? Uh, because this weekend, okay. the last few days wasn't very good, buddy, oh, with NHL and NHLPA. Slowly starting to get a little nervous, you know what I'm saying? Well, I, have, I actually did something... Uh, it's not hockey related, but I think you'll enjoy the story. I did something on the weekend that I rarely do. I watched part of a soccer game, Bob, and it turned out to be one of the most bizarre. Probably, it'll probably be one of the most bizarre sports finishes of the year. So Saturday afternoon, I was sitting around with my dad, and we were watching uh, LSU in Arkansas. And I think the fourth quarter was just starting. And on the little ticker at the bottom of the screen, it said that in MLS playoffs, Orlando City and New York City we're going to, to penalty kicks to decide their playoff game. And by the way, I, I don't know why in soccer there are like thousands of teams around the world and they only have like four nicknames, City, United, FC, or Wednesday. Like, I don't know why they can't branch out beyond those four names. Anyway, so I said to my dad, and Bob, I, 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 like, I know you've met my dad a few times and I know you know he likes the Oilers and the football team and the U of A, but like my dad hates soccer. Like my dad thinks it is the <laughs> he wasn't, yeah. worst sport on the planet. Like he, he he can't stand it. So, but I was like, let's just flip and watch this shootout just just for fun. So Orlando, they they were up a goal after four rounds, and the goaltender stops the New York kicker, and they're celebrating, and then they review the goal, and they say he left his line early. To make the to make the save, and my dad and I are looking at it. We're like, don't they always leave the line early? Like, isn't that part of the thing? Is that they try to cheat a little bit? So they so they disallow the save, and the goalie gets a yellow card for leaving the line earlier. He got a yellow card earlier in the game, so he gets red carded. So the backup goalie goes to go in, and then they figure out, no, 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 you've used all your substitutions for the match, so you can't put the backup goalie in. So they had to put a defender in net. So just to put this in hockey context, like this would be the equivalent of Miko Koston getting thrown out of the game. And then it's like, well, Caleb Jones, you got to go play goal. Like we can't put uh, Mike Smith. In. So, so then this, this, this defender makes a save in the seventh round of the shootout to win the game. The shootout took almost 25 minutes to do a total of 14 shots. And the reason this popped into my mind, because just before I came on with you, I, I saw on Twitter the, the the officiating crew that worked this match, the MLS has said they, they applied all the rules correctly, but it took too long and they're not going to be allowed to do any other playoff games. So this guy, like a, a field player, had to go in and play net and face a shootout, which is impossible for almost any keeper to stop. And he made a save uh, and won the game. So that's how I spent uh, 
part of my weekend and the 22 minutes of his life that my, my dad is just thrilled that I'm sure he got to experience. If you ever want to see goaltenders cheat, 1982 West Germany against France, semifinal game for the World Cup. Sh- Schumacher comes out, destroys a uh, French player that's going for a goal. I mean, knocks him out cold. Like, you don't see that a lot in soccer. And then he cheated. He left early on all the penalty kicks. They're all the kicks, whatever. Uh, so there you have it, Reed. Uh, what do you, and I can't believe you stopped watching LSU and Arkansas. Well, we went back and watched the end. Don't uh, oh, okay. Uh, what do you got tonight on Inside Sports? Because I got Mooner coming up here. Yeah, we're going to have Chris Versteeg on. We got Grayson Polinchek from the Golden Bears. They're going to be playing Canada. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, the double E and they're uh, looking for suggestions for a new name. Jack's on tonight as well and Milanovic and Morley at 730. Awesome stuff, Reed. Thank you for your time. See ya. There you go. The number one soccer fan in the city of Edmonton. That was Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. When we come back, Edmonton area product, longtime Red Deer Rebels broadcaster Cam Moon. When we return in Oilers now. Hi, this is Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. A year ago today, I was in uh, Las Vegas. Connor McDavid scored twice. Leon Dreisettle had three assists. Edmonton beat the Golden Knights 4-2. to two. The St. Oilers history, 1981, back in the 630 Chad Studios, Brendan Escott. Yes, sir. Glenn Anderson has a hat trick and a helper, while Matty Hagman goes the other way. A goal and three assists as the Oilers beat the Red Wings 8-4 at Northland's Coliseum. Ron Lowe was the man that stopped 30 of 34 shots for Edmonton. We now bring aboard Edmonton area product. Uh, broadcast a couple games on the weekend, the Red-White uh, game and not Jack Mike, Michaels and myself did one back in uh, oh well it was Nugent Hopkins rookie year so it would have been 2011 we welcome back to the show one of our favorite guests to have on Cam Moon out of Red Deer hi Mooner how you doing doing very well how are things there good look I know you're a baseball fan just I, I just Reed was doing a little storytelling on the soccer do you watch much soccer or are you more of a hockey football baseball guy I'm in the probably in the camp with Reed's dad Okay. <laughs> yeah. My dad was like that too when he was around as yeah. well. He wasn't the biggest soccer fan either. Uh, I, I know that he told you, I played goal one year and he's like, you just make sure when they cross those out from the corner, you take out somebody. <laughs> and, and Cam, <laughs> you, you did play media hockey with me back in the day. So oh, it, yeah. That wasn't that far out of my character at that time. As oh, you know. oh, not at all, no. no all right. I, I, I'd be shocked if you didn't. Right, there you have it. Yeah. So, you, you had a chance to do a little play. First of all, what was it like getting back to the play-by-play booth and working with a pro like Craig Button? Wow, it was nice. It was nice to have, have hockey, and it was nice to have exceptionally skilled hockey. It was just weird. It's the first time I've ever called a game with absolutely nobody in the rink. So, it was it was very bizarre that way. All right. Who looked good for Canada in the red-white games? Well, uh, on the back end, I, th- I thought the best guy on the ice last night was Bowen Byram, the Colorado Avalanche first rounder, plays with the Vancouver Giants. He was doing just about anything he wanted, uh, controlling the play offensively, defensively. He was everywhere. I, I don't know that you could have called him a defenseman last night. He was like a rover. He, he played everywhere. His defense partner, who can play very offensive as well, 
was uh, was playing a little more defensive, but Jamie Drysdale, who's Anaheim Duck first-rounder, plays for the Erie Otters. I thought he looked really good as well. Uh, up front, Kirby Dock had a great game last night. Of course, uh, plays in Chicago, but a former Saskatoon Blade. His whole line was good, though. Uh, Connor Zary, who plays with the Kamloops Blazers, Calgary Flame first-rounder, and Philip Tomasino plays in Oshawa, and he's a first-round pick in Nashville. I thought that line was probably the best line overall. Uh, they they were making a lot happen. Uh, Doc got a couple of goals. Uh, also, Connor McMichael, a Washington Capital first rounder. He's uh, very noticeable. He's a returnee. So is Dawson Mercer, very noticeable New Jersey Devil first rounder. Couldn't help but uh, see how smart he is and and how well he plays with the puck and without the puck. And uh, it's they've they've got six players returning from last year. Plus, you get Doc, who didn't play last year because he was in the NHL. Uh, it's it's a loaded up team and it's a lot of fun to watch. Well, Cameron, that's part of the thing. I mean, 94-95, the World Juniors were in. Actually, uh, were you in junior? Were you, or were you, you were done junior hockey by then, right? Yeah, I was I was the roving reporter for TSN running around doing interviews and stuff at the one and, here in 95. All right, and that was one of the greatest Canadian teams. I think they yeah. scored like 49 goals in seven games. Uh, the And then the other uh, lockout year for Canada in 0405 was a, was a, a really good team. Nugent Hopkins' season was a 12-13 year, and about, I think that one was over in Russia. Canada ended up in fourth. But th- th- when when they have that access to players, and we'll wait and see. Do we know what's going on with Alexis Lafreniere yet with that uh, World Junior no, team? No, that's still in the in the court of the the new New York Rangers. Uh, that I know Hockey Canada is hoping that they'll get him, uh, but right now they don't have him. So they're just they're waiting for for that word and hopefully even if they don't I mean, they've got a, a, an incredible club yeah you'd love to have him I want to say they have 26 first round picks 25 first round picks here at this camp it's a, it's a bigger camp than normal and it's a longer camp than normal given the situation that we're in but yeah if they get Lafreniere as well they're they're uh, loaded up Quinton Byfield uh, did not I don't think he played a lot at center a year ago has he been mostly at center in camp and can you I mean this is a guy that I think has a real chance like clearly Lafreniere is the better player right now I don't know if that's going to be the case in five years from now you had Ryan Nugent Hopkins in Red Deer and in 2011 he was the in my opinion the clear number one Mark Shifley went seventh that year and there will be lots of people today that tell you that Shifley became a better player than R&H. So just give me your thought on what you saw to Byfield. I thought Saturday night he was unbelievable. Uh, last night I thought he was really good, but not as good as he was the night before. He is just a big, strong player. That yeah, he didn't have a big role on Team Canada last year as a 17-year-old. His role is going to increase quite a bit. He is playing in the middle. I'm sure he'll see a lot of power play time. If the NHL was going right now, if we were in a normal year, I would think his chances of, of playing with the Kings are probably really good. Uh, yeah, he's going to be a dominant player, a top six forward on this team. And he's he's just one of those guys that you look at and you're like, yeah, he's, he's an NHL player probably right now. And I can only imagine how good an NHL player he's going to be five years from now. With some thoughts on Hockey Canada's World Junior Camp, Cam Moon, of course, the World Junior event will take place without fans in Edmonton at Rogers Place. Uh, and the World Junior hopefuls uh, for Canada are going to be taking on the Alberta Golden Bears next weekend. Is that right? That's the plan. 
yeah, I know they've got. Uh, yeah, they've that got might be changing after. That might be changing after two o'clock today. Is that what you're saying, or that's? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I hope not. I I hope not too. But uh, yeah. So I, I, the the plan is for them to play the U of A. And, and now they got like six games total against uh, university teams. Camp something like that. Is that what I heard? Yeah, like just where they're having weekend games. I'm just pulling up the schedule here, and, and this schedule that I have doesn't say the teams they're playing, but yeah, the plan is to go Saturday, Sunday, this weekend, and uh, next weekend, and the weekend after that. Yeah, so all Saturday, some Sunday games for three straight weekends. And my understanding was Alberta was going to be the first uh, U-Sports team to play two games. Then it was going to be Mount Royal and then Calgary. And it's, I'm not sure if Calgary's going to end up playing or not. Cam, as always, thanks for your time. Let's touch base again, okay? Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. You bet. That is Cam Moon, long-term play-by-play voice of the Red Deer uh, Rebels from back in the day. He's been doing it forever in Red Deer, and was a decent goaltender uh, in the Western League. Would, by his own admission, not say that he was an elite number one guy, but, hey, he played in the league. That's all you need to say. He used to skate with us media hockey, and he skated. He didn't go in goal, so there you have it. Uh, Obviously, the ongoing situation with COVID is of major concern. Alberta has broken its own record for the fourth consecutive day. Uh, most COVID-19 cases reported over a 24-hour period to date on Sunday. Dr. Dina Hinshaw will be providing an update on the current state of affairs in the province, and we'll have that for you right here on 6.30 Chet after the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell at uh, 2 o'clock. In fact, I think they might be going to it fairly quickly. Reed has inside sports night. We've got Mark Spector tomorrow for Horse Racing Alberta. They are presenting the Western Canadian Pacing Derby and the Don Byrne Memorial this Sunday at Century Mile. Fan access remains limited. You can watch Alberta's top three-year-old Colts and Phillies battle it out, but you can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Stoffer and Spector tomorrow on Oilers Now. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen. Then the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jalen Nye with Dr. Dina Hinshaw. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.